Hey, this is Ev with the Bluff Council. You are about to listen to our episode on Castaway. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and also our YouTube channel. Thank you again. So there's a lot of great things about this episode. You know what the greatest thing is, though? What? Everett, tell me. Shane is here. Okay, I'm going to start over. You guys can cut this however you need to. Love Shayna. Shayna is one of the best people in the world. And I'm not even just saying that. It's true. She is awesome. One of of my favorite people ever. That's one of the best things about Shayna uh, is that she, uh, I don't think she had any prior acting experience before you and I came into her life. And then we just started putting her in stuff and she's great. And she's she's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's some chemistry here. You feel it too, right? I don't. I have negative feelings about it. Shayna likes the movie Castaway. Shayna, <laughs> want to talk about it? <laughs> I bet you do. Hi, Ethan Everett. My movie that I would love to talk to you guys about is Castaway. I have assigned Agent MJ to inform you further. Agent MJ. Good evening, Agent Mike. <laughs> the arc will sell for 40 days and 40 nights. Starring Tom Hanks. Um, I really have always liked this movie. From when I was younger, I loved it a lot. And then as I got older, I kind of realized why. I love how Tom Hanks is the only person in like 80, 90% of the movie. And it's still a really, really good film and super entertaining. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. Makes you sad, makes you happy, um, and it's all with just him and, and Wilson. Hey, so what do, you, what do you think about Castaway? Where do you want to start? Well, I think Castaway is an interesting movie to, to chat about. I think, uh, I like it. I mean, Castaway is a good movie. Sure. I, I, I agree I agree with, with Shayna. It's, a, it's just a good, solid movie. I, I think she mentions that uh, it, it kind of has everything. You get, you get all the emotions. You're, you're sad, you laugh, you're happy, you're, there's love, there's, I mean, there's, you know. Uh, I, I think this movie is interesting because it's kind of a tale of two movies, it's a tale of two films. I think it does some things so, so well. Uh, really, really, really well. And then it does other things like not very good. And I think, I think that's interesting. Like, I want to get into the bad stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think my perception of most people's uh, reactions or to or, or thoughts about Castaway over the years has been that like him on the island is pretty top level stuff, bookended by back in the real world, which is not that great. Uh, that that those scenes are a little uneven uh, and uh, a little long. Um, it's a and long I, movie. Tend, I tend to agree with that with that general assessment. Tell me more. Tell me more about this, that you don't like uh, the everyday life uh, scenes. The thing I want to talk about is the end of the film, as I love to talk about the ends of films. Yeah. But we don't have to get specifically into that at this moment, unless that's part of what you want to discuss. But what the the real life stuff, what do you what what do you think is uneven or not developed well or I'm putting words in your mouth. What don't you like about it? 
mostly unnecessary. I, I really think that the, anytime I rewatch this, you know, I watched it a couple times when it was new and then, you know, every few years it, it might make it into the rotation. And I thought it was funny because Shayna singled this out as, uh, as something she liked. I love how in the beginning of the movie it's like an ad for FedEx. I think that's kind of cool how they got that product placement in there and kind of makes the user think like, oh yeah, FedEx is who I'm going to use when I'm shipping packages A to B. You can tell Shayna works in marketing because <laughs> she's like really genuinely like loves that FedEx ad stuff. Uh, and to me that's like really jarring how, <laughs> how FedEx, like how like present yeah. FedEx is. And then I read, which I don't know that I entirely believe that that, like FedEx was approached by the film and didn't pay for any product placement. Like they had their marketing people involved to help make sure that they the agreed with all this, right. the yeah. way they were being portrayed, but they didn't get any money or anything. I, have, I really have a hard time believing that because it feels like a commercial. And that whole speech, really the whole scene in Russia uh, where he's like, I, I guess you try to make the argument that that's like character development that he's so obsessed with time or quickness or yeah, he's really just like giving like the HR welcome to the company speech for, for FedEx like 87 hours is an eternity the cosmos was created in less time wars have been fought and nations toppled in 87 hours fortunes made I just thought like 20 minutes of this movie goes by and then you could start the movie like like yeah like none of that stuff was necessary you could have literally just started it with him getting on the plane the first time uh, yeah. going back to see Helen Hunt. And then you learn all that you need about Helen Hunt and th them dancing to the copy machine is like really that, sweet. That's a totally. sweet moment. I did like that moment. Yeah. I, the, the time thing is, is interesting for me. Let me first say, I do think it's a very good movie. Overall, it, it, so I don't want anything, that, the negatives that I say to outweigh the fact that I, I think it's very good. I think Tom Hanks is fantastic in it. But the, the time thing, I, I remember it the first time I watched it. I watched it in 2000, 2001, whenever, yeah. you know, around that, that time frame. And I think I've seen it once since, so this is, I think, my third time, but, but still many years ago. But what I did remember was the time thing. In the past, I thought it was more, I don't want to say prevalent, because it is prevalent throughout the movie, but had more meaning to it. I feel like it doesn't really go anywhere. Like, it, it doesn't really equal anything. I get the point, but I don't yeah. think it equals anything. They're trying to make this point like this guy is so obsessed with time and then all of a sudden time doesn't matter. And like, oh, that's how I interpret it at least. I mean, I'm not mm -hmm. going to put it. But, but post that surface level interpretation of that, unless I'm missing some sort of deeper meaning, that's not, that's not really relevant. But that, that whole speech, they spend so much time with it. And we never ever allow ourselves the sin of losing track of time. And the gift that the, the, his wife, or fu potential future wife, I should say, his girlfriend at the time, gives him is a, is a clock, and he's gonna set it to her time always, so they could sort of be closer together because of, but what am I, you know, then that time stops for him. <laughs> and life goes on for everybody else except for him. And, but, but what does that equal in terms of the ending or the payoff of the film? or what, Like, what am I missing? Or am I not missing anything? You're not missing it, and I think that's the criticism that that's levied at the film, is that it's it's clearly trying to have some deeper meanings or, or deeper thematic, you know, uh, elements, and and I think that stuff falls flat. Like I just don't think that stuff sticks, its landing. I think from the minute the plane crash happens, to the minute he gets rescued, it's just riveting, great, 
like tour de force level uh, filmmaking and, and acting and is just a fascinating look at this at this marooned dude. And I was like, that, that stuff is so good and, and you really are sucked into everything he's doing. But it, it, the, the, the film wasn't just content with being that. It wanted to have maybe these other things to say or these like deeper metaphors, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't do it. It just doesn't quite do it. Yeah. So still very good, still very good. Still very good. I like the way that it ends happy, I guess, in some sense. Like he survives, he doesn't die on the island. Spoiler alert, sorry. Uh, well, but so the what, so what's the end? Cause again, I remember the end when I was younger being like, ah, oh, super deep. Super like inspirational and great, and then I and then I watch it older, and I and I and I go, yeah, I, I don't like, I don't think there's anything to it. I don't, I don't believe. I think the film wants you to interpret more than it actually leaves for you to interpret. Like it wants to be deep, so it just leaves you at a literal crossroad. Yeah, and you're like, mm, get it. And I go, I, I don't think there's anything there. I, I, but I don't. Maybe I'm an idiot, which I am. I don't see it. So tell me, is there an end? Is there a deeper meaning to the end that I'm not catching? Well, I'm sure. But the problem is, I think that the like the the maybe the main like thematic emotional crutch, like the focal point is is that package with the wings on it. Yeah. And that somehow like inspires him to like ha keep faith or something, and and then and then it ends up leading him to this maybe potential future partner, you know what I mean? So like, that's the idea, but that's such an intrinsic part of the story, but the flaw is that it's stupid because like, it's logically stupid that he would not open that box. Like, yes. I don't, you're, you're trying to make this deeper thing that like that, he, you know, for whatever. But to like, deliver that that's package dumb. keeps him going. That's dumb. You're there for four years. You're, you're there for four years to the point where you're gonna go fucking off yourself on the tree in the cliff and you don't you know I know I read an interview years ago as a joke with like Zemeckis the, the director who said like people are like what was in there that's the question everybody wants to know and he's like you know a, a waterproof satellite phone and matches and stuff like that yeah they did a commercial there's a commercial just a satellite phone GPS locator fishing rod water purifier and some seeds and it's like, ha ha, but like, maybe, like you don't, you didn't know, yeah. open that fucking box. Like your life depends on it. Yeah. So that to me, no matter how much that other stuff works, the, oh, it's a, it's the, the themes of, of love and faith and faith. not giving Hope. up. It's distracting because like, what are you, what are you, an idiot? Like, yeah. like what, are you, what are you, some yeah. kind of moron? Like open that box, you dumbass. You yeah. can still, you could still put the box above and, and worship it or whatever the hell you want to do yeah. with it. I just, I don't like it feel, again, it feels, it's a great decision to not have Helen Hunt and Tom Hanks end up together. I love those bittersweet sort of endings. Yeah, yeah. But, but the sweet part is not him finding another woman. The sweet part is he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been dead. He could have killed himself. He could have just died for so many other reasons. The sweet part is he has his life back with a newfound of appreciation, maybe for time. <laughs> Maybe for what time means. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's poetic and that's bittersweet. Not the fact that we're gonna loosely hint for for people to feel good. Like, but he, someone loves him, right? Someone yeah. he'll find love. Like the answer is not in a woman. It has nothing to do with his his emotional journey. 
as a character. It has nothing to do with it. So for that to be the resolution or this thinly veiled, like, subtle thing to be like, but love of another person is what makes him feel like he's f full and human. Yeah. You know, like, that's dumb. That's dumb. And it muddies the waters in a way that, that frustrates me. Yeah. So I don't I like it. I think that's really smart. Yeah, I don't I like it. I think that's really, that's well said. I think that, that it, tries to, it tries to pay off a theme that it, that it didn't was not set the up. theme. <laughs> like, it, it spends all that time, especially if you're gonna tell me that the first 20 minutes was not an intentional commercial for FedEx. How are you, kid? Look what you did. You just delivered your very first FedEx package. That deserves something special. And that that was for character development, uh, that, that he's obsessed with time. Like the end of the movie, like you said, should be something to do with that, where, where he restarts that fucking clock or whatever, and like, even if he's just standing and, 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 and finding purpose again. Yeah. Okay, he, the, the heartbreaking scene with Helen Hunt and, and kissing in the rain, which is also silly that they, they don't, the guy doesn't, <laughs> her new husband doesn't realize what the fuck's going on outside. There's a fucking guy coming in the house, all that stuff. Uh, a little goofy. That guy's the worst like home defense guy in the world. Like, <laughs> like if, if your wife is just having an open affair in the middle of a rainstorm and cars starting outside and it's like, you don't, you don't peek outside, Jesus Christ, anyways. Uh, but you want to have that movie guess. moment where they love each other, but they can't be together. Fine. Yeah, no, it's it's a powerful, it's emotionally powerful. Yeah. But to your point, then have him like find purpose in something else, a new appreciation for the time he has left. Yeah. Because I really loved. It's just such a quick shot, but I loved when he comes back and he's at that huge buffet in that room alone. He picks up the crab leg and he just like looks at it. Like that to me is interesting. Yeah. Like. Show me, pay off the film with something like that, where yeah. like his newfound uh, appreciation and perspective for the, the the ease of modern life, yeah, like the luxuries of modern life, have him now take his that perspective into yeah. his business that he's been so obsessed with, and tease that he's going to revolutionize the industry the in a way it. that makes the world better or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Or he just tells someone to slow down. Like, hey, enjoy this moment, slow down, like anything, you know, like just. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like literally anything. <laughs> I that, that's what I was most disappointed in. Again, I like the film, don't kill me. But watching it again, <laughs> look, looking at these themes, these deeper things like time in the end, and I, and I remember being younger saying like, oh, this is meaning, and I like these films that have these like, and then I watch it. Makes you it, feel smart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I don't think it has any of that. I don't think it has that. No. I like that we both say we really like this movie and then just trash just it for like 10 minutes. Shayna, we like the movie. It's good. It's, we don't, we don't, not trying to insult Shayna. Yeah. Keith is. I am. I am. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Shayna. No. <laughs> I, uh, this film makes me really sad. How sad does this film make you? It makes me, I think, too sad. Yeah. It makes me the appropriate amount of sad. Like, I, I think that's a really, like, it's just a fascinating concept that this person that you're in love with and you're at the precipice of, like, building a life together and, you know, you're going to get married. Like, he gave you a ring. Uh, and then they disappear for four or five years. And then they come back? Like, you've already, you buried this person in your mind? Yeah. Uh, well, no, so you she, move on. That, another beef of mine, this is, a, this is a very nitpick and not a real thing, but, like... <laughs> If you don't believe you were dead, if that person was dead, then don't move on. Like if you, if you really, she says to him like, I, I never, but my friends told me. I always knew you were alive, I knew it. 
But everybody said I had to stop saying that, that I had to let you go. Uh, my friends told me you were oh, dead. Yeah. Then you're a whore. Then yeah, you're then a what whore you, if you didn't believe, then what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Then yeah. Keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, anyway. Tell me you were sure I was dead and that's why you moved on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you should have waited, bitch. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was alive, then you just cheated on me. Like, what are we, yeah. what are Would we doing? Would you pawn the ring too, you heartless <laughs> wench? <laughs> yeah, come on. We're just kidding, Shana, we like this movie. Uh, <laughs> Great pick, Shana. Great pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's 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 sad. I think that particularly that scene when when he comes back and he they're just like it's just so awkward and sad. And they're like I like I really I, I do like that scene, uh, despite the fact that that husband would have come downstairs. So yeah, I, it, it makes me it makes me emotional, but not like crazy emotional. Because no, most of the movie, I'm jealous. But we'll, we'll, we'll return to we, that subject. Yeah, I, the, so the parts that make me sad are the parts when he's on the island. I get really <laughs> sad. I don't, Why? That whole, it's too emotional for me. I don't know. Like, his relationship with Wilson, this is going to be weird oh, yeah, for yeah. everyone. Like, like watching. No, that's great. It's well done. It's, 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 it's awesome. It's awesome. And to be able to get, like, his performance needs to be talked about. I, I think his performance, there's few actors on planet Earth that can do this role, can carry a film for this amount of time uh, to, to, to physically have their body change. We can talk about the production halting for yeah, six yeah. months, I think it was, to like, there's a, there's a lot of credit Tom Hanks deserves for it. But just, it, it's, I don't know, to slowly watch a man go insane? Like to slowly watch a man be pushed, or a person, I shouldn't just, lim I'm not, I don't mean to limit it to, in this case, it is a man. But to slowly watch a person like be humbled in such a way and be alone, uh, you know, and broken in such a, like a, an emotional way and essentially learn how to exist again. Like, I, I, like, I don't know, it, it, it really gets to me. Like it really, like it, it's hard for me to like, cause I can't do, like I would be dead. I would have killed myself thousand percent. Immediately, day one, I wouldn't wait for it. You might have killed yourself on the plane. <laughs> like, before yeah. it even was going down. I would have felt the turbulence. Huh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just. Yeah, how long would you, how long would you, so let's say you ended, you washed up on that beach. How many days you given yourself? I don't give myself, I, the first moment I'm hungry when there's no food, I can't. I'm not gonna be able, cause I know me, I'm not a, I'm not a man. I'm not a real, a real guy. I'm not, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I could never exist in that situation. I could never so what do would it. you do? You'd climb up to the mountaintop like, day yeah. one when you were hungry and just throw yourself off? I would fig, yeah, I would kill myself and I just don't know how. I would try and figure it out, but I would immediately kill myself. If they didn't find quality, me in 24 hours, content. I'd be dead. I'd be dead. If they didn't find me in 24 hours, I'd be dead. But that's like your kind of wet dream, right? Is to just live on an island by yourself and... The wettest. The wettest of <laughs> dreams. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I would... You know, I, the plane crash is terrifying. It's a wonderfully well done scene uh, that, that every time I'm like just fucking shocked. Like I'm just like, Ugh! like, you know, you can't look away from the screen. That whole sequence uh, is very, very good. So I don't want to live through that because I'm, I'm horrified of, of plane crashes. But everything after that, sign me up. Like if 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 if, if there was a, if there was like you know a, a, a company where you could pay five grand and they just dump you off on an island for we'll pick you up in a month 
<laughs> like, you know, you good luck. It. How does that not <laughs> exist? That feels like it should exist. Yeah, it'd be tough to insure. <laughs> it'd be tough to insure that, <laughs> that company. But no, I, I love that. I love, uh, I love survivalist things. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it's easy to half joke about wanting to do it. Obviously, you know, it's naive to say that. But there is an element, uh, not to bring up Joe DeSena again, but I think like that's what, like, to a much lesser degree, that's why people run Spartan races and do things that make them uncomfortable because they want to see if they are capable of rising above. Yeah. And to me, that's the attraction of something like this. It's like, yeah, it'd be terrible to be away from loved ones and have them think you're dead and everybody's lives are f f forever, you know, altered. Uh, but just like selfishly, small part, sign me up. I, yeah. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna see how I, I'm. I, I love. That's what I love about this film is like watching him figure things out and utilizing different things. And now he's using the videotape to make rope and like all that kind of stuff is uh, is great. Uh, I loved how he really like learned how to how to make it. Like you know, if in the beginning he's kind of like barely eating anything. He's struggling to catch fish. By the end, he's like in this like loincloth and has a spear and is like ready to to survive. Um, if he got dropped into Naked and Afraid, he would he'd make it. To be honest, I'd eat a dead body right now. Oh God, I would too. I would. Like, where? what would you do? That's what I do the whole time I watch this movie. It's like, oh, what would I do differently? What's he doing that I think is a really good idea? Scouting for locations. Uh, the fact that he doesn't open every box like day one, like it always surprises me. Like I was, I was when I was rewatching it, like I feel like he's there for like a week or two, and he starts getting around to opening. Like he opens up the the uh, ice skates and stuff, and I'm like, the fuck did you not open that shit? Like day fucking one, I would have just been opening boxes. Yeah, like, minute one. Yeah, is there any like dry goods? There could have been like food been in some food of those boxes. That, like that you let you, expire. <laughs> yeah, you open those boxes, bro. Like open the boxes, anyways. I, I feel like I would, knock on wood, I feel like I would do pretty well. Yeah. I would not. <laughs> I would not. Let's do it together. That <laughs> could be our new sitcom. It's just like a reality show sitcom. You drop you and me on an island together, and it's just me trying to uh, keep you from taking your own life yeah, while also like finding food and building shelter, and you're just sitting there on the beach like... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like a real fun time. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! All right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk about Tom Hanks. Shayna talks about Tom Hanks. I mean, I really like Tom Hanks because, like, who doesn't? But outside of that, I think he does a really amazing job uh, in this film. Great points, all, Shayna. Uh, but what's interesting, Shayna doesn't bring up. Uh, I don't know if you know or not, but uh, I have it on pretty good sources that Tom Hanks uh, is arrested and is in Guantanamo Bay for his involvement in uh, child sex trafficking uh, and uh, Pizzagate, so. How do you know that Tom Hanks says How do you not know? But you have him on your sign, you're calling him a pedophile. Yes, but you don't know that for How did they get to that position of power? Weird that you didn't bring that up, Shayna. Yeah. The, <laughs> Anyways. The, the solid source of the internet, QAnon, who? It's called the internet. Yeah. Ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. You fucking idiots. <laughs> Anderson Cooper drinks the blood of children. Yeah, Facts. Tom Hanks has been dead. He was executed six months ago, and COVID was all a cover-up so that Donald Trump could r lead roving gangs of anti-child molesters through the streets to arrest and kill these people. It all checks out. It all checks out. It's so, oh, it makes so much sense. It's like you guys, like, open your fucking eyes. <laughs> Shayna, look, 
This is your fault that we're talking about this, <laughs> okay? You brought this up, Shada, I'm sorry. Tom Hanks' performance in Castaway. It's fantastic. Keith? It's fantastic. I, I, Moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the end. The end. I don't, again, I said before, I don't know if there's, even, even outside of sort of this genre, like, can you, how many actors or actresses can you honestly say that you would see, watch 90 minutes of them and only them? How many actors? No, it's, it's, a, it's a very short list of, uh, of actors who can do this. Yeah. Um, it speaks so much to Tom Hanks's very unique skill set. And I think it also works because, like, it, it would work less well, even if you had, like, a very talented other performer, be, it would work less well without your, the, 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 the pro Tom Hanks baggage that you bring to this film when you see it. Like, especially in 2000, after the 90s, the run of Hanks in the 90s, which was just, like, flawless, uh, like, you could not be a more beloved star. Um, so he was the perfect casting choice because you go into it and you inherently like Tom Hanks. Like, yeah. he's just an inherently likable, lovable dude. Uh, so so you bring all that with you. And so then the movie, hypothetically, has to do less work to make him likable because you're going to like him anyways. Which is another reason why they should have dropped that first fucking half hour because we, we already know Tom Hanks. We like Tom Hanks. Like, we don't need to <laughs> get into it. But... Yeah, it's a it's a really wonderful performance. I always loved it because like once he gets skinny and and like bearded and badass with the sphere and all that, like it's so it's such a unique Tom Hanks look. You know, like he always was a little to my in my to my recollection a little softer. I mean, he's 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 in good shape in uh, Forrest Gump, but not like a not like a hard man. You know, he's not like a hardened man. Tell me, tell me about how hard Tom Hanks is, please. Describe it to me. You know, we can talk about your penis. What? Yeah, but you know, he's like he's like a totally different version of himself yeah, yeah. at that point, and I and I really I I like that. He's not you got mail, Tom Hanks. Yeah, and they really did like he put on such a comfy amount of weight for the pounds. early scenes that like he's he's heavy and yeah. you know he's fifty pounds heavier. Fifty in, pounds in heavier. I'm I'm currently training to to be in the first half of Castaway. <laughs> just from a physical yeah. standpoint, I'm just starting yeah. to just just preparing, just in case they want to yeah. go down that road. I've literally said that to people, where it's like when I when I'm putting on weight, just be like, ah, oh, I got a roll coming up. I've I've literally said that to people. That is that's and it was it was true. That, that <laughs> makes makes me feel really sad for you. <laughs> <laughs> just that you're telling people the you pandemic. have a roll coming up, not that you're gaining yeah, weight. Gotta, I got a roll. Got a roll. I got, I got I'm playing like a 37 year old. A uh, lazy guy, you know, 16 months into a pandemic. It's, it's this really interesting role. Yeah. Sits around a lot at a desk, <laughs> video editing. Yeah. It's a reach. <laughs> Gotta show Eats whatever he wants, drinks Gotta every night. <laughs> drinks himself to sleep. Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk, uh, let's talk, Shana. Let's talk about Wilson. Wilson. I would like to chat with you guys more on your thoughts about Wilson and what Wilson represented and how it really helped uh, Tom Hanks make it to the end of the movie um, and ultimately survive and get home. Uh, I think Wilson played a huge, huge role in that, like needing that human contact, even though it was a volleyball, but like, I don't know why I put quotes around volleyball because it was a volleyball. Wilson! 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 When that ball floats no, away, I'm it's sorry. it's hard. It's, I can't, it's very sad. I can't. I can't. It breaks my goddamn heart. 
Yeah, I do remember like tearing up when I saw this movie in the theater, and you know I was like 16 and I was a little embarrassed. <laughs> like I'm just like fuck, fuck. <laughs> no, I just I can't because it, uh, the emotional attachment to like we never mind. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna go on a play. I'm just gonna go. Do to, it. Go to the play. Nothing has nothing to do with film anymore. It has nothing to do. It's just <laughs> just love and emotion and <laughs> and connection. Just. Just connection. It's so important and so fragile. Yeah. It's so fragile. <laughs> so fragile. <laughs> we are. I'm not, we are right on the edge here. Yeah, no, <laughs> we are right gonna, on the edge, gonna, everybody. Guys, I'm going to break down pretty soon. Uh, Can you feel it? <laughs> about all the things that have left me, that I've loved. <laughs> it's tough. Anyway, Everett, thoughts on Wilson? More uh, product I think, placement? I know you love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that that one doesn't even bother me as much because it's just like natural, you know, like it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, Shana kind of asked about like the impact that uh, that Wilson has on Tom Hanks's character, and I, I think that is like clearly very substantial. I think it was a really smart move to create uh, something for him to interact with, something to talk to, because. Uh, you know, for those long stretches of just quiet time alone on a beach, like that obviously adds in a lot of levity, uh, adds in, like that, that's such a cool like flex, I think for filmmakers to give something that's totally inanimate, like such a personality, like that, that, that's really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, to the point where I think most people, when they reflect on this film, remember that. They remember, Wilson floating away and him yelling, well done, and like crying. So that's, you know, if nothing else was good in this film, that's a tremendous accomplishment. Yeah. I think that's like really impressive that you can, you know, manipulate sounds like a loaded word, but I mean it nicely. You like manipulate an audience to that degree yeah. that, that they, they feel for this blood-stained volleyball the way you would for a, for a human character. Well, because you, you know how important it, it, it is to that part, to that person. It's, it's, the part that I get even more emotional, but I mean, I get emotional most of the film. But when he throws him, when he throws him the first time, and he's like, I'm, and then he's like, no, and he realizes what he's done and like how important that thing is to it's it's, oh man, it's just, it's just this is great, just just relationships in general, like the, you you the, they, they you you love people and you hate people in the same sentence. It's tough. It's tough. God, we are close. The floodgates are close here, guys. <laughs> it's it's hard. What do you think about Helen Hunt? Let's talk about Helen Hunt. To me, that's the most, like even more so than pagers and, and other stuff. To me, the fact that Helen Hunt is like the star of this film is the most like thing that dates it. Like, okay, so like <laughs> Helen Hunt, they, they really pumped out there for like four or five years. And she's a very talented actress, so I'm not yeah, like the, hating on her. But what, what, what was her? What's her late two thousand, late nineties, um, early two thousands? Is her window? Yeah, she was on. She was on Mad About You. But that was that, early nineties, though. Yeah, yeah, that was like throughout the nineties. This like beloved show, uh, and then I feel like she did Twister, Twister with Bill Paxton, which was like the first movie star role, and then they got her in As Good as It Gets, where she got, got these really rave reviews and I think was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, and then she did this and a couple of others and she kind of uh, faded a little bit. But I yeah, just well, think that she's such an interesting Helen choice. Hunt. Huh? 
Yeah, it, it, I don't think it's an interesting choice. I think it's an obvious choice. Well, not obvious, but there, you know, when you're putting cast together, you, you, there's five people you probably like circle on a whiteboard. And at that time, Helen Hunt was probably one of those people. Yeah, I just think it's funny, like in hindsight, because because Helen Hunt didn't, you know, no disrespect, but like didn't go on to have like this monster movie career. Like it's just like looking back at this little window of time. This, this movie always made me. Uh, like it's it's very, it has those flashes of brutality is the wrong word, but like visceral pain. Like when he when he gets punctured by that that reef that coral, that's like gross. Like it's rough to watch. And then when he like messes up his hand when he's making the fire, you know, like it's really like it it gets you. There's a, a real rawness uh, that that I think is good. It's well made. I mean, I'm just gonna say that it's just like a well. Everything on the island is just well constructed, very well timed, very well edited. Where it's like, he, you know, he's been wondering what that sound is, and he finally sees it's a coconut, and he just like looks at it, and then cut to him with a thing full of coconuts. You didn't have to go see him get all the coconut. You know what I mean? Like there's, they just, it just very well balanced. Yeah. On the on the on the island. Yeah, it's it's well. I think pacing. I think pacing is the the thing that you're talking about, because it could easily be long and boring and like we feel yeah. stuck and maybe and some of those longer takes are probably intentional to give you a hint of that but they yeah. don't do it in a way where it's detrimental they do it in a way where you get a taste a little flavor of it and then you you progress yeah well that's why i feel like it's two different movies because i think the pacing is so like messed up <laughs> at the beginning and at the end where it's like oh you're, you're really cramming unnecessary stuff in here but then this 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 whatever it is hour 45 or two hours on the island is just like like pristine. It's like flawless almost, so. But I think Zemeckis is, is, is a really interesting director because he's got Castaway and he's got Forrest Gump and, but he also has uh, Back to the Future and he's got Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> like he's got a, a handful of classic films I would, I would put in a category of classic, but eclectic also, yeah. you know, like, like, and I think that's interesting, like that's, I would love to be able to exp explore genres. I mean, I like to do <laughs> one genre well, <laughs> let alone yeah, multiple, movie would be great. you know, to make one good movie would be great, but <laughs> to be able to, uh, I, that I think is awesome to, to, to do, to do, you know, a very serious, inspirational drama, but then do a silly movie with a cartoon rabbit. Yeah. That, you know, that's I, awesome. I agree. You know, that's, that's yeah. just awesome. That's what I always, that same, same way was I, I always, you know, when you're, when you're 20 and you're sure that your career is going to go exactly as you, as you plan and be making films for your entire adult life. Mm -hmm. Um, but I still remain this way where I, I, I want to try every genre. Like I, I want to see, and, and I get frustrated with really talented filmmakers when I feel like they don't, like, cause I don't understand why you wouldn't. Like, make, like, I don't like horror films, but I wanna make a horror movie. I wanna see my take on that. Yeah. And I wanna make a really stupid comedy. And then I wanna make a really like dark, like uh, sexy relationship film. And I wanna make a big action movie. And I wanna, you know, like I wanna yeah. do all the kinds, of, I wanna do a period drama, like, so I think Zemeckis is a really interesting guy because I think he's like, 
you know, he's kind of, he's kind of, I don't want to say forgotten, because that's, that sounds really heavy and, and shitty, but like, he, he's certainly underappreciated. He's, yeah, he's never in the top of conversations. Yeah. But with, with, a, with his resume, should he be? Should yeah, he no, be? he should absolutely be like, mentioned, if for no other reason than the, the strength of uh, the variety of his catalog. Because yeah. that, that's what I really respect almost of any, in any artist of any kind. But certainly filmmakers, and that's why I think uh, Kubrick is, is the best director of all time, because he literally chose like a drastically different genre every, every film and then just made the defining film in that genre. So I, I can't see how any other choices. Like, I want to make a war movie. I made the best war movie of all time. I want to make a period piece. I just made the best period piece of all time. I want to make a horror film. I made the best horror film. Like, you can't beat that. So Zemeckis, yeah, we should, we should probably be giving more credit uh, to his... His filmography. Anytime anyone brings up Back to the Future now, I just think about that great John Mulaney bit, which is just fucking classic. Marty McFly is a 17-year-old high school student whose best friend is a disgraced nuclear physicist. Pitching that movie. Yeah. You know, a disgraced nuclear physicist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that he kisses his mom, like, it's nuts. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, nuts. Like, what is he going to do? He's going to go back and then stop Hitler? Oh. That's a good idea. Like, now I feel kind of stupid telling you my idea. Like, what is it? He's like, we thought he'd go back in time. And you know. He tried to fuck his mom. <laughs> Adam, we thought that'd be fun for people. <laughs> yeah. So good. It is. So good. It is insane. It is insane. <laughs> All right, Keith. Little, uh, nothing wrong with ending it on a little uh, Oedipus. The old Oedipus, uh, what's it called? Complex? Uh, Oedipus Complex? Yeah, sure. Freud? Yeah. Freud was involved, maybe? Probably. Freud. Freud was attracted to his mother and tried to, <laughs> tried to justify that attraction by saying everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Classic <laughs> Freud. <laughs> This is science. You guys, this is science. <laughs> I looked into his eyes, sweat glistening from his brow, and I said, I didn't know peanut butter was supposed to taste like that.